Dead, bearing the dead. <sighs> if you're not saved, you're dead. So you don't see the importance of following Jesus. You would rather go to that actual incident. It's really not, it is the dead, bearing the dead, because if you're not following him, if you allow him, that's what he was saying in there, let the dead, bury the dead, but you need to come and follow me. That right there is going to take its own course. Whether it be your family, um, and this is the hardest part for people to really to grasp. Yeah, really. Is that, you know, God's such a loving God, is that why wouldn't it make sense for me not to come to the gathering and actually be at a funeral and burying my mother or father? Because they're not saved. They're dead, so let the others who are living and remain are not saved, which they're dead, they are dead. You're not born again, you are dead. Mm -hmm. And so these are more important, the most important thing is that you continue to pursue and advance in the kingdom of God. All those things that pertain to the kingdom of God have the highest priority. Uh, as you can see, you look over to your left, my right, on the side here, take a look. <laughs> it's a lot of empty seats. And because some things that people believe that they had to do on the day of gathering. And what we don't realize, such importance of what God commands us to come and gather. He commands us to not forsake yourself to assemble together. There's another way to do whatever else that we're thinking is so important. Because uh, even last night, my, um, or yesterday, my sister, uh, she had a stroke. And, um, Melvin's sister, older sister. And she's, um, they have her on a feeding tube, and, and this is a lot of stuff going on. So she's paralyzed on the left side, so it's very serious. She has an aneurysm. And her brain as well. I need to flip this turn. Oh, yeah. Is that good? She has a brain aneurysm as well. So uh, a lot going on. You so saw it yesterday morning. seen me doing a few texting here this morning because people, you know, at the hospital stuff to text me. So um, let them know that I'll be there after service. Um, I so, already prayed. I went over there and I. Commanded mm -hmm. healing. That was yesterday, but when it's time for the gathering. I have to be here. Yeah. And like I said, we're this is prime example. Mm -hmm. It's not like we're saying you do this and, and we're not. Mm -hmm. We are saying do what you need to do, but yeah. do it quickly. What is Jesus saying? But we we want to make sure that we we have a I have an obligation as your shepherd. I have an obligation to be here. I have an obligation. Some things are un. You know, you, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. But if I can, I'm going to be here. That's what I'm saying. If, I, if it's all possible, I'm going to be here. Now, if I got to go out of town, that's one thing. But if I can, I'm going to be here. I'm being here sick and everything. Amen. And I'm going to be here. And this is my commitment to God. And there's just certain things that it's going to be said that no matter if you even go back and hear it on, you know, the recording, it's not like actually physically being here. Yeah. 
you, you miss the gathering, the, the, the coming together, the releasing of what Holy Spirit has poured out and things that you need to take you where you're going and with the stuff that you're dealing with. That's why you need to be here first. God know everything. Before you go wherever you're going because that's how you get all jacked up in the spirit and sometimes even in the natural. We are going, but we're going afterwards. Mm -hmm. And we're going to lay it down just like we, just like we do. But I don't want y'all to get, I don't want y'all to think, oh, something I can't miss. That's not what we're saying. Please don't take it that way. Okay? We're saying all, if possible. Okay? If you can't, if, if you got to work, if you got, I don't know. Just depends on your circumstance. So don't want nobody to be feeling bad and guilty if they can't make a service. And that's not what we're saying. What I do want you to know, that there is a certain warfare that is around you. You need to be able to discern that. Yeah. Okay? Y'all following me? Amen. There is a warfare that doesn't want you to show. Let you use whatever excuse. There is that. And I need you to be able to discern that. Amen. Guard your heart with all diligence. I think when you make it clear to family and friends like I have. Yes, you have. Don't have a birthday party, a baby shower, any kind of event on a Sunday. And even on some off Saturdays, because I have a ministry, I will not be there. I don't take it personal. Um, but mm -hmm. these are things that you, when you have a, a priority, a preference in your life, and you make it known to those around you, then you don't have to feel like, oh, I feel obligated. A lot of times people feel like they feel so obligated, and what the family gonna think about me if I'm not there? What they gonna? What they're going to begin to know about me is that I'm serious about my walk with God. You're going to respect my walk with my relationship That's right. with God. Amen. That's what you will yeah. know. And we will hope that even in this situation that they would come and be able to fellowship with some people of like precious faith for yeah. today, but you don't. So you don't. Yeah, because that's what family should have happened. That's what should have happened. Her, been, her yeah. family, sisters, and everybody. This is serious. Her sister mm -hmm. could die. Mm -hmm. That's serious business right there, aneurysm. And they actually got there on time while she was having and the stroke. The stroke. And they did a blocker, but they couldn't fully stop the stroke because you know she has it. But if uh, they hadn't arrived, the aneurysm would burst. But, but this don't move people. This like this to come together. It's just like the judgments and like 9-11, all of that. It, it, it don't move people to really see God or seek him right now. We should have been, they should have been here. We could have been praying or, or how the Holy Spirit want to do the service. Let's intercede. And we did that for her. We cried out. This is the second attempt on her life, mm -hmm. on her life. when she had the uh, congenital heart failure. Yeah, large heart. Lord, large, large heart. And we prayed and cried out for God for that. And that was been, that was probably eight years ago. Yeah, and she gave her life to and Christ. And gave her life to Christ. See? Didn't live it out. So yeah. that's another third, another day. Redemption's rest. Amen. That's where we're going here. We're going to do a recap of that. Same as last week, right? Yep, redemption rest. And uh, I just want to go over briefly the definition of redemption just to uh, refresh our minds. Uh, everyone okay today, are you? Fully doing? alert, ready to learn, yeah. ready to I'm make excited, dynamic man. changes uh, in the kingdom of God and also I'm excited. in the kingdom of darkness? Yeah. Amen. 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 I'm excited. Amen. I, will, Amen. I mean, my worship, I mean, God was speaking. Yeah. It's awesome. Yes, it was. It's just that we need to I'm excited. finally get a revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. So 
He don't have to keep being reintroduced to you every time that we come to service. He's good. He's, He's great. He's Lord. He's merciful. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's good. He's loved on your day, today, and tomorrow. He never changed. All of that is great. But uh, <laughs> we seem to lose that revelation of the relationship that we have with our King and our Lord. And those the songs that were played were, I had to contain myself. I don't know I about you, you all. I, I just had to stand still. And for real, to see something to my Lord, because y'all were going to see me just, <laughs> y'all going to see we me had just to move. Like Derek, can we move the table out the way? Come get Derek, help me move the table. Off the sink, go for it. Just to be filled with God's spirit. I, I was I was filled with so much joy. Flowing, amen. I, I couldn't contain myself. It was just, I don't, I'm excited. I, I don't know. I don't know. I know about you. I saw quiet. salvation. I, I saw salvation. I saw my eternal rest. Take I saw like all of rocket. that. I'm excited. I want the wheat between the porch and the... Go ahead. Now, since we were talking about the health and everything, I just wanted to reveal what I learned when I was in the line with you. Sugar intake Go ahead. is very important. It's very important to cut down on the sugar. And then when I was doing my research on this, the body, like adults, like 25 grams to like 30 grams of sugar, that's how much. That's right. About 45. Soda's outrageous. And the health is so yeah. important, Derek. You're absolutely yeah. right. You're abs I've been preaching that for about a couple of years. <laughs> all my life. And you're absolutely right because he can attack us in our bodies as well. And a lot of times, a lot of situation is because of our nutrition, and we simply won't we won't bring that under. We we have no constraint on that. And Holy Spirit is he's a constrainer. He he'll tell you why you putting that pudding in your mouth. <laughs> Amen. And and it's so good because we do dis, uh, miss our temples and we do mistreat them. Amen. Redemption's right. Amen. Redemption. You see how she do. Means buying back a captive. Better go ahead and listen. And making the person free from payment of ransom. Buying back a captive. You have been captive prior by Satan. And God has brought you back to himself as his possession. So that buyback was for his possession, God's possession. And if someone or something have you possessed, then you, your life truly is not yours. It's the person who is possessing you. In this case, it's, it's God. And if that is the case, then how can we tell the person that has us possessed, I'm tired. I will not worship you today. I will not talk to you today. Yes, you tell the person who is your Lord, your master, your creator, the sustainer of your life, I am tired. And on that topic, and I just have to do a sidebar. 
I will not tolerate anyone else disrespecting the pastor in any kind of way. And that person is not here today, but I'm just going to say it in case someone else decides they want to disrespect the pastor. You shouldn't disrespect yourself or anyone else, but you're definitely not going to disrespect the pastor. If anyone don't feel that they no longer want to be a part of walking ministry, this is why we didn't do membership. You can leave. We see you at the store, we're going to speak to you. But this is what happens when people leave a ministry, they don't fellowship with the person, feel like they, you know, they can't talk to them anymore. We want you, if you're here, you to really receive what you're here for. And I'm not going to nail it down because the person that I need to talk to is not here, but I want to put it out because I'm not going to tolerate that again. And if you can catch it before I can, you don't tolerate anyone talking to your pastor like that. Do you want to know what I'm talking about, Faye? Okay, because <laughs> your eyebrows are like, uh. tell me. Is that Dina, when... Um, and, you know, I'm real direct. I, I don't do the undertone and the hidden messages. I'm going to reveal the message. And the revealing of the message is this. On um, uh, Friday, we were just asking, you know, what do you believe? How are you believing? First thing she said, well, she's tired. And then you turn around and say, uh, what are you, I mean, where, where are you getting at? Where are you getting at with that? Mm -mm. This is what happens when you step out of faith. The word of God offends you. You get offended with the word of God. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to check whoever get offended with God. Because you're causing division because you don't want to. You act like you want to follow Christ, but then you're doing other things that are preventing you to do it. But for face sake to, you know, don't want you to be looked at in a bad way. You want to keep coming. I prefer, and I know God prefers that you please, either you be hot or you be cold. Mm -hmm. He said he'll spill you out. So I'll be working with God with doing that, with spilling people out who don't want to be either one, hot or cold. Amen. Okay, everybody understand that? No disrespecting each other. And definitely not your pastor, your shepherd that has laid down his life to to guide and to lead you. Don't get, ever get too comfortable that he's somebody you hanging out with and talking to on the street, your chum chum buddy. This is your shepherd. And it's not a time to, at that moment, wasn't a time to correct because then it would that be out of order. Yeah, it would be. So I could've got it though. Be out of order. And we're gonna do everything in order. Here. Yes. Amen? All right, that's a time for everything. So Redemption's Rest was talking about the buying back a captive. And to then he, he's buying you back to get you to himself. He don't want you to be shared. He don't want to share you with anyone else, per se. He, want you, he wants your heart. He don't want you to be sharing your heart. So it's a different kind of love, obviously, you have for your siblings, your mother, and your spouse. But the love that he's looking for is the ultimate love for someone like himself that has laid down his life for you. And so for someone that has laid down his life for you, you don't tell him, I'll get back with you. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. You may tell your family members that. Mm -hmm. 
Not right you may now. even tell your spouse. But you certainly don't tell your creator. It's all about respect. And this, but we, we do this so often that we, we totally disrespect God. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, no reverence. We, we, we sit on it. That's why I even said on Friday, I said, no, don't let them sit. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. They sit, we, we sit on God enough. Get up. Stand on your feet. Why is it going to hurt you to stand? Because that's going to make you more sleepy. You came in just about half in a coma. That's why the gentleman said, get a cup of coffee and get, sure get some paper and pen. Get, get your mind awake, alert, ready to hear the word of God. When it comes to God, you're sleepy. You're lethargic. You're thinking about everything. Little man dancing around on your head. <laughs> But when it comes to what you want to do, you're excited. You have energy for that. And for some reason, you can comprehend whatever that stuff is that you love. Mm-hmm. Come to the word of God, you can't comprehend that. Mm-hmm. Too difficult. But what you love, you can comprehend. You find some intelligence from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Word of God, you don't. Some steadfastness. I know it. Now I got to give it like that. It's just you, you. They put you in a state with when you're teaching, trying to present the word of God. I can just imagine what the apostle went through with the people, and then the heart looks and stares at them. Mm-hmm. That's why he told your, um, the prophet, "Don't look at their faces when I when you start telling them about their sin. Don't look at their faces." That's what he told them. And and no and no one went wrong, but we don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. And I love the scripture because she said that he said he. Well, he love, he chasing. He love you when he comes to judgment. We don't want that. So now rest. Rest is something that should remain with you, to be done away with your own self-efforts towards your salvation. You shouldn't be trying to work hard on being saved. You've been made saved. You're saved. You've been made righteous. You've been made now to do what's right. That shouldn't be what's hard for you. What should be hard for you is to do what's wrong. Mm. That, that should be that very should be hard. hard for you to do what's wrong because you've been made now to have the mind of Christ. That's really good. If you just pause and think about that, it should be hard mm-hmm. for you to do wrong. Right. Because that's not your nature now. Right. Because you've been born again now. Mm-hmm. You've been born again now of the spirit of right. He said, right, you're, you're alive now. Yeah. You're dead to sin, but right. you're, now you're alive to righteousness. Amen. So this is, should this should be very hard and difficult. And there should be, uh, you should have that combination about what you did. Mm-hmm. And this is what is so important when it comes to walking this life out in Christ. Mm-hmm. Is that we just do not... And I love when you were doing that teaching one time before about they didn't they mourned over their sin. Yeah. They mourned over their sin. Mm-hmm. I, I have sinned before God. And, I, and this is what I love about David. Mm-hmm. He was so, I have sinned before mm-hmm. God. So much, y'all. Basically, they put their sin to death. Mm-hmm. And like almost had a funeral for their sin. Mm-hmm. And when they, so when they symbolically sat down in the dirt and, and they, yep. they, they broke some pottery and they, I mean, it was, it was just almost like scraping themselves and throwing clothes, dust on dust themselves. Is that they were so heartfelt sorry for yeah. sinning mm-hmm. against God. God. Mm-hmm. 
But we're not. We have no shame in our game when it comes to sinning, comes to telling a lie, comes to uh, making up excuses why you're not, gonna, you're not being at church, just making an excuse why I just won't be a Christian. This is why the way, and I was looking before Star, and Annie came back in that seat, it was just Gabby back there, and Beatrice was gone. And this is how I see how God sees. He said, when he looked in the earth, how he couldn't hardly find anyone righteous. That's right. Mm. You know, because what happened is those who start off good, there is, that you start to see them disappear. Disappear. Someone was in that seat, disappear, disappear. Not, nothing because anything was said to them, you know, that was wrong. No, the word came to them and then want, want to receive the word, so they rejected the word. So disappear, disappear. So God is looking. He's looking in the earth for faith. That's right. And so the earth is covered with, you know, billions of people. About 7.5. But he's looking, and it's almost like you have all these seats over here, and you have one person. There's a remnant. There's a remnant because people do not want to live right. They still want to do what they want to do because they have not come into the revelation of God's redemption or his rest or the rest that they have. Because they are so restless, they're trying to find rest in the world. They're agitated by the things in this world. They're agitated even by the duty of a Christian. So they're going out in the world trying to find rest where there is no rest because the people in the world are lost and they need rest. This is why they are depressed. This is why they're suicidal. This is why they even kill themselves because they have no rest in this world. Yep. But the church of the living God has a rest. And their rest is in the redemption of what Jesus did for them. Sure. And then they have a twofold rest, so that final rest is that eternal glory. But because it's such a challenge, Fee, to come here, to come to the gathering, and to learn of him, mm. And so what they've been doing throughout the week is learning of things of the world. Things that have no meaning, things that are foolish, things that does not promote your growth in the kingdom of God. Things that's going to pull them back into the state that they were in before they even came here. But they're trying to find a rest as to some social group around people, arrest and even working out, arrest. You've seen some people work out so much that they are literally sick. Yep. Yeah. Because you know why? The working out has taken possession of them. There are real people just like that. And they can't stop. They can't stop. Uh, this guy runs like... I don't know, 20, it's a marathon, it's 26 miles. So he does one like every week. Mm 
and they got yeah. another person, another guy who's yeah. a businessman. He can't stop being on the treadmill. So he has on his desk, he has computers, all his stuff while he's on the treadmill over and over, just all day. This is every day mm -hmm. because he can't stop being exercising on the treadmill. Because it has. It's not about exercise. It's a compulsive, mm -hmm. and, and it's his life is consumed. Mm -hmm. His life is consumed with that one thing. Yeah, he know he still got to do his business, and mm -hmm. I mean, on the treadmill, he got this apparatus on there that's set up so he can have his computer still can uh, conference calls while he's still on the treadmill. Ain't that crazy? So the question is, what really are we possessed with? If you're not possessed by Christ, you're possessed by something else. He said he has bought you back for his possession. Not demonic possession. It's sad, and you're gonna see that falling away, and you're gonna say, well. Where is so-and-so? What happened to this? Something or someone else has taken possession of them. Rest assured, if you don't see them anymore, something or someone else has taken possession of them. Mm. So let's go to our, our, we talked about redemption basically uh, being twofold uh, in John 3.16, which he had it for the world, the entire world could be saved. That's the first part the of the, the redemption. And the second fold of that is in Ephesians 5.25, and we're not going not gonna to go there. But that talks about Christ now also loving the church. So he really given himself to the church, to those who would believe. And he, then not only that, but then he sanctified them and set them apart. He sanctified them with his word. This is what's not happening is that people of God are not in the word. They're no longer being cleansed. And so they're deceived thinking that they're walking with God. This is why he said your good is as filthy rags. What you think is so good that you're doing for God, he says, it's as filthy rags because nothing that you do is good except you are cleansed with my word. Then you're clean. So it washes your mind mm -hmm. and your spirit. It washes you. It purifies you. The word does. The spirit, that's what it says. Right, from so. that ways of thinking, how mm -hmm. you'll be thinking wrong and wrong negative thoughts and bad thoughts and lustful thoughts. He said, my word cleanses you from that. You and know. then this brings you, and you're able to be presented to Christ as a glorious church. But the question is how... Are we presenting ourselves to Christ? We're trying to. And we're not presented as a glorious church. Mm. So we talked about redemption. And um, the deep part about redemption, we talked about that a little bit, is that it's nothing that you can really grasp with your mind. Redemption. The revelation of redemption. It's nothing that you can really conceive with any kind of ideals or thought because it has to be experienced, just like your salvation. You were lost. You had no clue about salvation. Mm -hmm. It meant nothing to you until you experienced it. It has to be experienced. Redemption has to be experienced. And we talk about redemption was this. Redemption is the fact that God gave his life for you. 
And in that whole process of, of that redemption and him laying down his life, he had to come here first in the word, enclosed in flesh, then to be crucified, died, went to hell, destroyed the works of the enemy, then carried his blood, mm. went, to the, um, went to heaven with the, the heavenly father, sat on the right hand side of the father, then delegated his authority and power to you. Mm. So you've been redeemed from sin, sickness, all the attacks of the enemy. Mm. Beautiful. Didn't leave you comfortless, but I sent you a comforter, my spirit, that will reveal to you who I am. So it's by experience that we continue to learn the revelation of how we were redeemed. Amen. And how does that redemption affects our life now? We should be strong in our in our, our relationship with God. Amen. Because we know what we've been redeemed from. You know that you have entered into your rest. Not God's rest. Because that's the second coming. And that's your eternity. That's your eternal rest. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about this rest here on this earth. That God has what he has done for you. And we talked about that. Which is the ultimate rest of faith. You're no longer seeking power to make things work. You're totally ceasing from all of your efforts because they Amen. are worthless in the kingdom of God. Oh, your works. <laughs> you become skilled, we talked about that, in your righteousness. You know what's rightfully yours. And I shared that with you all when it came to my promotion. And I, I request a 15% increase, which is not heard of. You can only get a maximum of 10 and yes, most likely 5%. So I request that. And tell me, oh, you can't get it. But when I said you will understand how to skillfully use your righteousness, it was faith with works. I researched my job. I, I had written my own job description and I knew that I was due 15%. I was right in saying it. And even though they said, no, you, no, you can't get it. Uh, I went back. It's because when you have an assurance and no one can tell you, Greg, that you're, you, do you ever think any day in your life that your name's not Greg? Need to hear. It. I don't, do you ever? It's nothing even. We ain't got to go deep. Do you ever question your name is not Greg, your birth name that your parents gave you? Do you ever? Do you ever think that my name is Billy? Mm -hmm. My mm -hmm. name is Robert. Do you ever? Do he you? Said, he said no. Do, do you ever think? Do you start? Is it any day you forget that your name is Star? But why do we forget who we are in the kingdom? Why do we have to be, be reminded? And what comes with that name? An address come with that name? A bank account? Healing? Children? 
Give you have a lot of things that status for some people comes with your name. You're known by the certain things is known by you're known by that comes with your name. And so this is the same thing with being skilled in your righteousness. Is that I went back in and I said, no, what, what you do is to go back to HR. Who tells their boss go back to HR? <laughs> How many of y'all would do that? <laughs> it wouldn't come to mind to do that. You know why? Because we don't, we, you really now at a place where you understand your righteousness. I use my righteousness at my job. I knew I was not in my own being right, but because for one, I am, I am a tither. There's just certain things that I was looking at and I was evaluating in my life and then even just in my performance, I always extraordinary. I go outside and do a lot of initiative things to help. I've been here at the university and I've made major contribution. I've checked it, the, um, the market for how much I should be getting paid. See, but we don't want to do that kind of work. I did a lot of in-depth research. I've learned how HR really come up with their right factors. So I knew what to do to make certain that I got exactly what I asked for. So you go back to HR. And you toss it because I'm justified in getting 15%. When they say they weren't giving out nothing. There was no raises given out that, at that time. And nobody's getting out. It was just none. And that's mm -hmm. the, that would be the state. Mm -hmm. That would be the six-year state employee. And not only that, but what happened was they, they ended up, after you went back, mm -hmm. told you most of the time we just take no. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Because we went, first of all, we approached it wrong. Mm -hmm. And you're late. Don't show up on time, do all these right. other things mm -hmm. and attitude when they ask you to do. Yes. Anyway, you got to eliminate all those things. Right. You got to eliminate all those things. So you ain't just then. You're really not just. You have to operate in excellence. You really do. And then yeah. even they gave it to her, what they did was they, they gave it to you in a split, but they gave it to you. Yeah, because I had, I had gotten too many, in so many years, or within so many months, you can't get, you know, numbers of these increases. So I had just recently got an increase less than six months. And uh, the story that I was telling you guys was like I was getting promoted every three years increment when God told me, he said, I'm going to elevate you right where you're standing. So it was like, well, you just got a promotion in you know, six months. So we can only do this. Um, we can only now give you 10%. And I said, well, you still give me my 15%. So <laughs> yeah, but just uh, within three months, we'll give you your, your other 5%. Hey, I'm getting 15%. That's exactly. <laughs> and so this is what, when you know who you are, you can skillfully use what you have, your authority, your power. And your, when I say righteousness, that means you're, you're right in saying and doing what you're doing. And right. they can't tell you no. Because you've been doing what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, we don't do the little things. That's why, that's why I tell you all it's really important to be on time or ahead of mm -hmm. time before the boss. It really is. It makes a big difference. <laughs> it should be at the, we should be at the end of our ignorance. Amen. We should be. And that seriously just means studying the word of God 
until it becomes a part of your knowledge Amen. and your very life. What's not happening, what's happening is this, is that the world knowledge and your situation knowledge is becoming your life. Your situation is your knowledge. Your situation. That's your knowledge. And we're going to break down the word circumstance mm. a little later. End of lack. We should have no fear about not having anything because he's already given you everything. It's just that we don't believe it because of what you're seeing with your eyes and what you're feeling. You still feel that you don't have. What I didn't have naturally, I wouldn't accept it. I just can't accept what the Bible says is not mine. What's not mine is lack. What's mine is abundance. What I couldn't accept is when my husband got laid off. I said, you have, you have the million dollar suit on today. It was one of my favorite suits. And this doesn't add up. This is crazy. I said, so God must gonna do something really ridiculous for us that's gonna blow our mind. You did. So in faith, we went out and we celebrated. We celebrated. Took it to Ruby Tuesday. <laughs> James said, count it all joy when you fall into these temptations. Count it all joy. But what we're not doing, we're not implementing the word in our situations. Man, we had $5,000 a month overheads. So we have to. You have to implement the word of God immediately in your situation. If you now two, three days going on, Darius, what has happened to you is that worry, frustration, all the other negative emotions has overtaken you, and the word don't have a chance to get in there because you know yeah, why? We have placed on the throne of our hearts our circumstance, and our circumstance is dictating to you, and you're bowing down to your circumstance. Mm, you're worshiping your circumstance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. So when you see people all sad and depressed, mm -hmm. it's because and no they have become a slave to their circumstance. Mm. I just refuse to. You know why? Because I don't have to. It's one thing to say, I'm going to refuse to be black. Okay, I, I refuse it. I not today. refuse. I'm just not. I'm Chinese. I'm butterscotch. <laughs> I'm butterscotch. <laughs> and it, but these are the things that, this is what God made me. So what's mine, I can't refuse. Get it? What's mine, I can't refuse. Mm -mm. But you have to really know what's yours. Do you know? It's called redemption. Mm -mm. He's given you the world. It's yours. Ephesians. And then he put you in and he said, dominate. Death. Have dominion. Death. Mm. Rule it. Mm. Don't allow the world to rule you. Subdue it. That's it. Put it under. 
Man. That's powerful. I mean, I feel, see, my spirit, when mm -hmm. you're saying this, mm -hmm. see, I know who I am. Mm -hmm. And I know the authority mm -hmm. that I have in his name. Yeah. Not Rod's name, but his name. Amen. So I have that authority. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm supposed to dominate and watch me do it. Yeah. I mean, Amen. that's all I'm going to tell you. And that really um, it rings so true with me because when I went in yesterday to see my sister. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. I was, you know, when they first called me, you know, I was, you know, it really messed me up. Um, about like 7.30 is, in the morning? Yeah. And so I was trying to wake up, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I, I get there. And when I get there, and the other sister's there, and, you know, and her daughters, and, you know, people crying and stuff. And it was a... When I walked in the room, right before I went, actually entered it, I felt that the self, me, I took off. Amen. And when I entered, the moment I entered her room, it was just like God himself walking in there. And I went directly to her, you know, and I laid my hand on her hand and she was still, they had her on morphine, and she's morphine. still on morphine. And so, you know, she's kind of out of it, so she's trying to focus, and, and she did she focus, she zoomed zoom in on me, and she said, Melvin, I, I hadn't seen her in years. Her mouth is twisted right now, too. And so it's kind of hard to hear her talk, you know, but when she zoomed in on me, she said, I'm so glad to see you. And she just burst in Tears. I mean, you know, when someone's sick and they cry, it just, oh, my God, it's so heavy for everybody else around. And so the rest of my sisters, they start crying. They, like, you know, they turned their back and start walking out. And I, um, I just looked her in the eyes, and, and I held her hand, and I just said, healing. I said, I believe you're going to have full recovery. Healing. I said, healing virtue of our living God. Oh, Healing virtue. I just laid my hands on her head, and Ooh. she just she kept she kept weeping, and she just looked. So, I'm just so glad you're here. You I'm just so hand. glad you're here. Healing virtue, I speak on you. And that was all that that was needed to be said. You know, a lot of times you think that you know these certain prayers, but healing virtue from our living God rests upon you. That's my only job to do. Is nothing else to come there for to sit and talk and all the other social things that people tend to do when these crises happen. And I, I told my sister, I said, I, I can't see her. I can't see her disabled. I can't see it. And I literally can't see it. For, for those who are, you know, weak in their faith or non-believers, they see her disabled. I can't see her I said, I just can't see her. I see her and her full motion of her body. I said, I refuse to accept anything else. I just can't. For me, I can't receive it. And I couldn't receive the fact that when my husband got laid off, that you laid off, that doesn't add up. We are, see, this is when you go back to the word of God, and he said, prove him. I'm like, we are tithers. We are we are tithers. We give to other people who don't have to give. That's what we were doing at other church. We we're like, wait a minute. We're looking because we don't want anyone else not to be able to be blessed. You need to have seed. 
And so while we were writing out our checks to do our tithes and offerings, he said, you know, I bet I see somebody, I want to, you know, give her this check first so she have a seat. Mm -hmm. Go right ahead. I don't have to see the amount. You don't have to confer with me. When it comes to giving to God, I don't need to see what you're giving because <laughs> guess what it's his. Amen. And you've been led by him. So anyway, God is but so I, good. I feel the faith right there. I just want to go back today just to reinforce. Jesus prayed, prayed twice, so I'm going to go back there today. Yeah, I Amen. just feel I just want to go. Amen. Amen. I mean, when you, I mean, when you start talking about God and healing, they're synonymous. You can't separate the two. Mm -hmm. So to me, you know, I even though I wasn't there, I can, I'm, you know, I was in agreement and everything. Mm -hmm. I was working. But like today, I mean, I just want to go in there and just with the presence of God on us. And we did that one time before with Melvin and others. Uh, My niece, niece, yeah. Claudia, that had uh, Crohn's, Crohn's disease. She was she using it. And, um, she gave her a surgery. I think she had she surgery She couldn't believe today. what she felt. You came with us that day, I think. Mm -mm. She didn't come with mm -mm. us. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Well, somebody else that came with us. But when we walked in that room, she could feel the presence of God. That's what she said. She said, when y'all left, we could still feel it. Still it. Mm -hmm. oh, this it is what's supposed like to be happening. That's yeah. what I love about what... We learned on Friday, and men said, we have lost our witness. The presence of God on us, we have lost that. Mm -mm. That's why he said That's why he said to me, we got to get up early. Got, it's got to be some things got to follow what we really believe, healings and all of that, right in the hospital. Amen. Right in the hospital. The life is short, people, God. Oh, man, it is so. It may not be you, and Pastor often says this a lot, is that, and this is why, this is when he's normally trying to get, he's trying to uh, get you to join in with exhorting God. And he'll say, well, you could be in the hospital or this could be a day that you're sitting at the table planning one of your loved one's mm -hmm. funeral. And now uh, we take it for granted until that day actually come. But it's, it's a very true statement because this is truly not our home. So I'm not phased by sickness and disease and, and, and death. Uh, because sin is in this world, thus that's why sickness and disease is here with us. Mm. Uh, Philippians 4, verse 6 through 7, this is our supporting scripture. I want to read it to you in uh, the King James and also the Amplified. So Philippians 4, 6, 7, Paul is saying here, Be anxious for nothing. Mm. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Mm. Be anxious for no thing. Be anxious for no thing. It says nothing, no thing. Whether you're waiting on, you get a loan for something, you know, no thing, situation, person, waiting on to get an answer back from someone, no thing. Waiting on response for a job, no thing. Mm, that's real waiting right on there. somebody to sign a piece of paperwork, no thing. Don't be anxious, he says. But in everything, by prayer and supplication. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Have no fear, he says. 
about no thing, about no outcome, about no event, no circumstance, no situation. He said, but in that situation or circumstance, he said, but with prayer yeah. and supplication, with thanksgiving. <laughs> you got to pray and thank him. But with everything, everything. pray. That's what supplicates him. Um, send up your petitions, mm -hmm. he says. But when you send up your petition, send them up with thanksgiving. Mm. Thank him for what's already done. That's why you're thanking him. Mm. When someone gives you something. Yes. Amen. Don't murmur about what's going on. He said, let, he said, come to me and tell me about your request. Make them known to me. He said, when you do this, my peace will come to you and it will surpass all your understanding. Oh my God. Just stop right there. Y'all hear that? <clears throat> do you hear that in your circumstance? See, when I pray after hearing that, I mean, it's, it's just such confidence mm -hmm. in him. Mm -hmm. Not boasting in me, but confidence in him that he will do it, that he has done it already. Amen. Amen. That's why I pray, because I believe. We'll give you the amplified part. Oh, here it is. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance, and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content in its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace which transcend all understanding shall garrison mm -hmm. and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Okay, so let's deal with the garrison here. Do not fret. Don't be afraid. Have any anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance, so let's deal with circumstance first before we go with the word uh, garrison. Okay. Circumstance is this. He said, but... In every condition that you're in, every part, detail, and respect to time, okay. place, the manner, the agent that accompanies and determines or modify a fact or event. So you have things that determine certain events. Yep. He said, in respect, excuse me, to that. He said there are influencing factors, <clears throat> excuse me, influencing factors that exist in these conditions or state of affairs that's surrounding you. And they are affecting you. And sometimes it's a condition or state of a person, whether with respect to income or materialistic things. So circumstance. You have contributing factors of that event that you're experiencing that will cause you to feel a certain way. Your circumstance, your state, your condition. 
He said, but in all of that, in all your state and your condition, in all the surrounding contributing factors, he said, in everything, by prayer and petition, he said, make it a definite, make it clear whatever your request is to him. With thanksgiving and continue, and continue to make your, want, your, uh, your wants made known to God. And God, peace, it will overtake you. He says that this garrison here, which is 5,000 soldiers. Mm -hmm. Talks about this peace, of, what, of whatever sort that is, that peace, which transcends all understands, understanding, shall garrison, should put at least 5,000 soldiers on God over your heart and also mm -hmm. your mind. If that's not enough to guard your mind. I'm trying to tell you. I would say they're angels. Guess. He said he will set. His peace does this. Good God. His peace places over 5,000 angels over your mind and over your heart. Some interpretation says 6,000, but it's, it's a whole lot. A host of angels. There you go. Mm. See, there's more with us than against us. Y'all just don't believe. We just don't believe that. That's what, it's, that's what the problem is. Mm -hmm. So that situation and circumstance that everybody's running to, whatever. Okay. God's good. All the time. Just that one little word, garrison. Just think about it. This is what's because the battlefield is in your mind. But because when you're in a situation or circumstance, you don't implement the word of God, you, go. you don't pray, and you, then you don't thank him. Because when you, when you pray, this is why he said, I, I pray because I believe. That's right. This is why I'm praying. And then I thank him because I know it's already done. done. And because you've done that, this brings about the peace of God mm. over your heart and over your mind as 5,000 hosts of angels mm. protecting and guarding your mind from your mind so you can have the mind of Christ. This now gives you the mind of Christ because it's guarded. Because his peace has come in. It has transcended past your thoughts because you're praying, which doesn't make sense. You're praying to someone you can't see. <laughs> There is a care of diligence, which is our duty. This is awesome, man. But there is a care of fear and, and distrust, which is sin. And, only, and this sin only brings about a, we, we become perplexed in our thinking because we don't believe. And it distracts us in our mind. We're distracted. We're easily distracted. This is what John Paul was talking about. Yep, easily. But you're so easily distracted because of your situation and circumstances, and you don't pray when you're in it or pray before it. They use this, well, I guess there's nothing else to do but pray. You got, that burns me up. Don't even say that. That's the first defense of attack that you should be doing is praying. There is a remedy against having a perplexed mind. 
And that's constant prayer is recommended. Occasional? Constant prayer is Temporary, recommended. Sometimes. For a perplexed mind. Mm. And normally when we do pray, it's saying that we must join in thanksgiving and prayer and supplication. Not only seeking something good from God and what we want, but we should really take on of the mercy that we have received from him. Amen. So it's so hard that when we pray that we are not in tune with the mercies that we have taken hold mm. or should have taken hold of or that's available for us. Mm. This is why it's it seems somewhat mundane and, and, and has no, you have no feeling or connect with God in prayer because you haven't taken hold of the mercies that he has given you. Mm. So while we're thanking him, we should really take hold of the mercies that God has placed in our lives. God really doesn't need to be told what you need because he knows what you need and before you even ask is already given this is why we thank him before we already see it Amen. see you have the spirit of god that you don't even have to tell him what you need because he knows what you need before you ask mm -hmm. and you thank him before you see it spirit to spirit but if you wait to see and then think that is not of the spirit okay you can you get questions today. You can, you can have a few questions here. Ooh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> They're waiting. They're so quiet. Go ahead, Greg. No, oh. no he was stretching. Oh. He was oh, doing okay. oh, something. Yeah. We should show that we value God's mercy. Mm. We value his mercy. And that is that <laughs> when we wake up in the morning, we should value the fact that and we wasn't judged. Thank you. And he showed us mercy. Amen. Because what I thought and what I did, your mercy. Just the thoughts alone. Covered a multitude of sin. Your mercy is so good. When I should have reached out and prayed and, and just, you know, lamented before you, God, I did not decide I was sleeping. His mercy. People have no clue the mercy of God that's on their life. And he said they're brand new every morning. Every morning. Yeah. Because so you're required for that to happen. Yeah. Ain't like you can just have a year's supply because you better use that up. You got to have every day new mercy. They sure do. Because he knew how we would treat him. Mm. He sure does. But yet still loved us and still would receive us. He said, we just come to me. We should have our complete dependence to be on God, not on anything else. Complete dependence on him. This peace, it really keeps our hearts and our minds through Jesus Christ. It, it, it works like this. It keeps us from sinning under trouble. The peace of God. <laughs> she thinks that's funny. <laughs> She's trying to get your attention. The peace of God. It keeps you from sinning under distress. How many people have been distressed? Most likely, when you are under distress, you do some irrational things. 
That's right. Amen. Come out of character. He said, this, this will call you to sin. It will cause you to sin. But his peace will prevent you from doing that when you're in distress. It keeps you from sinning under trouble. It keeps us calm and, and with an inward satisfaction. I love that. It not only keep you calm, but it will keep you with an inward satisfaction. This is what's wrong with the people of God. They don't feel satisfied, so they're seeking something else to be satisfied. But he said, my peace will give you an inward satisfaction. So what's the way to have God's peace to be with us? What's the way? That's a question I'm asking. It's not rhetorical. You can't answer that. What is the way to keep God's peace with us? Anyone? Okay, if he says obey. Anyone else? The way to, to keep God's peace with us. By um, renewing our mind through his word. Amen. Renew mm -hmm. his mind obeying. Mm -hmm. Now we listen to some things. I want to know, do we actually do those? Because you're right. Right. Are you exactly right? You're exactly right. To obey, to keep God's peace. Guess what happened? A lot of things and situations causes us to, to not have God's peace near us. Because we're not walking it out. And the, and the main thing is to, to keep to your duty as a Christian. Keep to your duty as a Christian. Let's talk about the peace of God at work. This is something I really want you to highlight and, and remember if you can. The peace of God at work. This is what it does. The peace of God goes past your understanding mm. and take possession of your heart, washes and cleanses your thoughts, and then carry them into the mind of Christ. Therefore, speaking and thinking as God, absolute love. Because where there is no law, because where there is no law that can stand against love, there's no boundaries. There's no impossibilities. There's no failure in Christ. There's no limit for you. The peace of God at work, it goes past your understanding. You're trying to figure it out. That's your intellect. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It takes possession. Your knower. That you know something. Right? Mm -hmm. okay. It takes possession of your heart. The peace of God does. It has to capture your heart because your, your heart has been overtaken by something someone else said that made you feel good and you think this is good and this is right. So your heart has been captured by something else. And so now he's in hot pursuit of your heart. Peace is to bring you to a place of real understanding. Mm -hmm. And then the word of God watches and, and cleanses your thoughts and you're able to carry that now through the mind of Christ. You're able now to have the mind. Your mind is in the mind of Christ now. 
So in his rest, you're able to master the law of living. The law of living. You're able to master the law of living. And we're going to talk about the law of living just for a little bit. The law of living is this. If I, I don't work, I can't pay my bills. That's what the law of living says. The law of living, if I don't work, can't pay my bill, I'm depressed, right? Law of living. Sure. The law of living. If I have a lot, the law of living says I'm happy. The law of living. I have abundance, I am happy. I'm in light, I'm sad. The law of living. Could I ask some question? Mm -hmm. Have you ever, quickly, you, you know, got a nice check and everything, just came in money, have you ever questioned why why you feel so at ease and everything's okay? <laughs> You're not as disturbed <laughs> about anything and because good. you got a big check. I'm just saying. Mm. How, or, you know, how come, do you ever question mm. yourself, how come I feel this way because of that? And you remove that, how come I don't feel that? What, what is that? I mean, have you ever questioned yourself? Gabby, you got, yeah? Oh, you just stretching. No. No. <laughs> yeah, this is, you should do this. Try, please do this. No, I think because we allow. Hello. I think we allow what we have going on because uh, you know they say money rules everything around us and everything okay. like that. That's what that song said. Yeah. That's the factor. That's the biggest factor in my life. And we, because we don't have God as our focal point, He's not a priority. He's not the only thing on our mind. He's not the only thing we're looking to. We're looking at our bills. We're looking at what we owe. We're looking at our debt. And we're like, okay, God, I need a check. Mm -hmm. So when the check comes, you're more relaxed rather than when you should be on your face mm -hmm. praying for the check to come. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I, that's good. And then I'm going to flip with that, unless somebody else want to answer. Anybody want to evaluate yourself, why I feel that way? Then you have people who have a lot of money, and then there's a still a disconnect there's they're not happy they're not happy I mean I would like to ask somebody who was a man like that why are you not happy Robin Williams, why were you depressed why did you need the drugs why why did you you know anyone else what is it we won't stop for a minute when you get that money or your paycheck and you didn't have money you get that paycheck why am I moved by that by some numbers why am I moved I mean, you should got you got to really question yourself about that. That's a personal, internal thing, because you're gonna you go. I guarantee you, you'll have the moment that you have it, and you're gonna have the moment that you don't. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna have that. So why am I moved by that? Why? Can somebody tell me? I got Gabby. Anybody <laughs> else? Yes, sir. Cause she just said something real good here. I say, uh, I mean, I was a victim of that, too. Sometimes it does come across me also still. Mm -hmm. like, oh, I feel happy when I, oh, okay, I did good this mm -hmm. week. Mm -hmm. I just feel this um, generations and generations almost given down hereditarily as you 
need to get this money mm-hmm. or this, that, and the third. It's everywhere yeah. on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The person next to you saying, oh, my check look good this week. So I feel it's influences, and it just gets in your mind of what we're hearing and seeing yeah. of what makes us feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Basically what the world has dictated and told you. That's, that's really good. Then uh, it has become your life yeah. and law. Try it with everything that you have, responsibility, and a business, and don't see a check for eight months. See, we will lose our joy. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about myself now. To me, when I see a challenge like this with that, I turn things up. I go harder in what I'm doing, just like what's going on in the ministry. So that means I, I got to go harder. I got I to turn down some plates. I got to go harder in my fasting. I got to go harder in my seeking God. It doesn't make me withdraw. It actually makes me go forward. So I don't use the negative. My natural mind will, my natural mind will make you collapse and go backwards. Instead of, I love Abraham, when he didn't see the promise of his son for 25 years. God told him that, but it was 25 years before um, Isaac was born. So he said his faith grew stronger in that period. His faith grew stronger the longer he didn't see it. He didn't diminish. Do y'all see the connect? Do we, do we diminish or do we go stronger? I see what's going on in ministry. I'm like, I'm going stronger. Are you going to go stronger in your situation? Your own personal one. You've been redeemed. It's already done. You're praying and giving thanksgiving. How shall it not come to pass? How? Okay. Just thought I'd put that out there. Think about that when you got that abundance and you don't. Is it still God on the throne here? Is it still your peace? I don't know. Well, for me personally, I um, I'm a person always want to be in control. Um, yes, you. And to do that, I know I need to always have clarity and focus and direction. So I can't allow whether and then for me with Paul here, you know, what, to, what I'm going to read in Philippians four. 11 13 is that I really, for me, this is a revelation and, and has been for quite some time, is that you're able to learn to be content in your, all your ways. That's really good. And um, for me, uh, it made no difference whether I, I had plenty or I didn't. And, and I, I think when I was sharing with Pastor when we first got together, he couldn't even take some of the stories, uh, okay. things that I, I had been through and you know, whether you get your lights, no air in the house, just laying there like you, uh, go and go sit in your car, and that's how you cool off, turn on the air conditioner in your car. I had a lettuce and, and some water in the refrigerator. No, I can't take that. So I just learned to really, uh, when it says about being content, is that because I never, I never saw myself there. I've always saw myself out. I never saw myself in. Mm. I always saw myself out. And I was so focused on the process of getting to the out that the end was never a distraction factor. for me. It wasn't a factor. No, it wasn't a factor. Mm-hmm. And I just think God is not like, okay, I was just made up to be that way. Um, I tend to, the things that to me that make kind of just logical sense, the things that hurt you and uh, just don't make you feel good, why do I, or why should I 
ponder on that, you know. Okay, there's a fact. There's nothing in the refrigerator. That is a fact. So why mom keep pondering on that? Why, uh, it, why do we replay all the things that are negative in our minds and then it didn't take some place in our heart instead of what I'm going to do about it? The things that I can do about it, that's where I put my energy. I just don't put my energy to a place to where they're not going to be you know, validly used. And I think that's how we should really start approaching our, our lives overall. And whether it's people, somebody don't want you, don't want nothing to do with you, mm -hmm. and we still want something to do with them, they don't. I'm good with it. You don't want me. I want. Then we want. We want. Then we got question as to why you don't want me. What did I do to you? I thought I told you I don't want you. <laughs> it's just. It's just these just things. Saying that goes on in our lives, and we are so overtaken by it. And you can't control a person's behavior. You know, why is he or she treat me like this? Wow. You know? And I'm just keep asking you, you know, obviously this is what you want to do. <laughs> Whitney, your, uh, your facial uh, expression is too it's funny. too much, ain't it, man? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm really, Women of War, we're really going to deal with. Uh-oh. How really to live a focused, balanced life. Mm. I mean, so when I say focus, everything that you do is going to be with purpose. Amen. Shouldn't be nothing that you do that has no purpose. Amen. Amen. Nothing that you do. And that's why everything we do should be in excellence. Amen. Amen. Um, let's go into Philippians 4, verse 11 through 13. And the King James read. We're talking about uh, further about this piece here. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. I know how to be a base, and I know how to abound. That is a scripture right there. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both mm. to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through mm. Christ who strengthens me. Paul says in another version, not that I'm saying this is to call attention to any need of mine, since as far as I'm concerned, I have learned to be content regardless of situations. I know what it is to be in want, and I know what it is to have more than enough. And everything and in every way, I've learned the secret of being full and being hungry, of having abundance and being in need. I can do all things through him who gives me power. What is that saying to us? This, we're talking about redemption's rest. This is why the people of God are not at rest. Because they have not learned this secret. Paul said, I've learned the secret. And I can say with my brother, Pastor Paul, I've learned that secret probably about 20 years ago, 
about learning and everything to not be moved. Not that I'm saying this to call attention to any need of mine, since as far as I'm concerned, I've learned to be content regardless of situation. Who can say that? I have learned to be content regardless of whatever state I'm in, whatever contributing factors of the event that's surrounding me. I've learned to be content. Who can say that? No one? You practicing? That's good. It's really good. I like that. Fee says she's practicing. Carl? Carl says he can. We in the process. We learning. You know what? Until you are in a real... I wouldn't be too hard-pressed to say I can until you've really been in some situations. Paul been in some real situations. He's been in perils in the deep, hungry, naked, everything. Yeah. Until, yeah, until you yeah, really I mean, try. Yeah. It's, uh, it's easy to say, I'm content if I'm hungry. Wait a minute, you've never really been hungry. And most of those things were afflictions on his body right. that we saw, but we know right. there's a mental attachment right. at long and yes. spiritual to those mm -hmm. being in the deep for right. three days. Mm -hmm. In the deep, y'all. That's in the ocean mm -hmm. on a piece of wood. Right. I mean, we got a lot. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I, he says, this is a secret. Mm -hmm. Is that you will have to, and the only way to demonstrate you are learning or have learned is that you've actually been tested in these situations. Yeah. He was beat three times. Say to 40, be 40 lashes, say one. To be in lack. Mm -hmm. To be in lack. Has anyone really been in lack in here? I have not. Right, you have not. Mm -hmm. Anyone really been in lack? No. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Not as a believer. Okay. As a believer. As a believer. Been in life. I've been in life. And so what this is this is what brings the reality of really being content. To literally there's one thing say, I don't have anything to eat. But you really don't have anything to eat. Like, okay, I have some things in the house that I could open up and eat, but I don't want it. That's not you don't have anything to eat. I only had a head of lettuce, and that was still yet something to eat. Inside of your house? In my home. Mm -hmm. Check garnish here to where didn't have anything to really, when it came to, uh, I, I don't know except it was the goodness of the Lord because I didn't even get any kind of assistance from the state or anything. so. I don't even know how I made it through except him. And you have children. And you, you talk about lacking in the abundance. So when, and then I get abundance, and it's like, I am, I know, 
you know, and get with my husband here and lights and stuff and coffee. Never experienced that kind of stuff. Just get a candle. <laughs> what? Through the storm, I'm, not because no payment. <laughs> and I was like, I'm fine. And when he's, you know, the air conditioning stuff not working, I'm, I'm laying it like it's on. I guess that was bothering him. <laughs> this is what you do. This is the state I'm in. I guess we this, had the storm. Was it Isabel? It's one of those storms. One of those storms. We was out for a week. Ten days, maybe it was ten days, maybe ten days. I know one of was two weeks. It was the yeah, storm was, was two, two weeks. It was, it was out. We were out. We were like one mm -hmm. of the last people. Mm -hmm. Man, I learned some stuff. Yeah, he saw me and then. I learned I something about me. I learned something about me. I learned. I learned something about me. I was. I was a baby Christian then. I won't Aww. even. Man, I was early. I was. Man. But I learned a lot about me. But um. You're gonna learn some stuff if you stick with male. You're gonna have to. <laughs> you're gonna learn some. You're gonna get tough. Yeah. You're gonna get tough <laughs> if you're gonna leave male. Jackie, you're gonna, you gonna get tough if you're gonna leave. If you're gonna leave male, you're gonna have to get Jackie, tough. Jackie, Jackie, no, that's why she took a, uh, a while before she approached me. Now she's giving me all the love and hugs. <laughs> yeah. so it's gonna, gonna be get good. Tough. Fellas, you're gonna get tough leading male. And it's just because that's why I could say I could relate to Ooh. Paul, but not to the depth as to some of the things that Paul experienced. But in, but not to be moved by. That's um, the key right there. I'm just not moved because only thing that moves me greatly is God. Amen. And when you allow other things besides God to move you like that, this is why you're easily moved. Um, let's just go back in here. So Paul is saying, I've learned whatever condition I'm in to be independent of my circumstances. You should be independent, not dependent on That's your circumstances. Right he said, I've learned to be independent of my circumstances. He's him, but he's independent of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. My circumstances not dictating to me the outcome of my life, and it never will be. Basically, he's saying, he has been schooled to bear the depths of poverty and schooled to bear abundance. Mm -hmm. Says, my spirit has been schooled to bear poverty and abundance. And abundance. He not to abase and abound. He says. So I'm able to be humble and having much, as well as I'm able to be humble and having little. Yeah. That sound like a balanced Christian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been schooled, he says. So he's not moved by riches. Mm -hmm. He's not moved by not having them, mm -hmm. nor is he moved by having an abundance of them. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Mature Christians actually are able to master the secret of this living. How to be this sane with things being depleted and be the same and having much. Amen. Because this happens in your testing. You're, you're being tested for your validity of your faith. Validity. You're being tested. They say, yes, I, I love the Lord. If you love me, you never leave me, he says. And your, your love for God is going to be tested. If you love me, you will obey me. 
So think about it. Every time that we disobey God, he says, but you said you loved me. Those who love the Lord, they walk upright. And he will give you strength to endure the law of life. But we're not under that law. But we put ourselves back under that law when we are led by our flesh. Redemption's rest. Redemption rest is what's given to us all as believers. You're able to know who you are and to rightfully and skillfully maneuver and live in this world and not to be overtaken by this world. It's a strong and bold statement that you can make that no matter what comes or goes, that means people, places, the, the closest and dearest people that's been with you for years and said they never leave you. Mm -hmm. You my bestie, best of the best. And the vows that the spouses have said mm -hmm. on that day that they so much dearly love the other spouse. Mm -hmm. And then the days come when I think about why did I marry you? All I got to say is you, when you love someone, mm -hmm. it will be tested. Mm -hmm. The validity of that is being tested. It's going to be. When you said, I do, what did you say I do too? This is what we're not, we're not understanding what we're saying, I do. I will do that. You're not understanding the covenant that you're in with God. Because you are in a covenant when you said you believe he was the son of God. You're in a covenant. Just like your marriage. So what's the overall reason we haven't entered into our redemption rest? Let's turn to Colossians 2, verse 1 through 11. My covenant. But I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm probably going to do 1 to 3, but in your own reading you can go 1 through 11 because of time's sake. For I want you to know how hard I work for you. For those in Laodicea and for the rest of those who have not met me personally. So he's talking to us. My purpose is that they may be encouraged, that they may be joined together in love, and that they may have all the riches derived from being assured of understanding and fully knowing God's secret truth which is the Messiah. Mm. It is in him that all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden. What's the overall reason why we have not entered into our redemption rest? Because of our lack of understanding of the secret, which is the Messiah. That's really beautiful. For I want you to know how hard I'm working for you, for those in Laodicea and for the rest of those who have not met me personally. That's something else that Paul will be thinking for those are far off in our time. Amen. He said, I work now very hard for you, Jackie, Greg. I work now hard for you. 
even after I'm gone, my work still will be working hard for you. Wow. Mm-hmm. My purpose is that you may be encouraged and that you may join together in love and that they may all have, that you may all have the riches derived from being assured of understanding and fully knowing God's secret. He said, I'm working hard for the ones that's here now and for those who will come 2,000 years after it. Far off, my God. Mm. Those that are far off, God's secret, which is the Messiah. I'm working hard that you receive that. He said, it's hidden. For Proverbs 20, 27 says, The spirit of man is the lamp of Jehovah, searching all his innermost parts. I need you guys to stay with me here. Get ready to really wrap it up. But I need you to see what Paul, what he's really trying to bring you to a place to, to be able to grasp your redemption rest. And to do that, you have to, you have to derive and receive the riches of understanding God's secret, which is the Messiah. He says, the spirit of man, your spirit, the spirit of man is the lamp of Jehovah, searching all his inner parts, all his innermost parts. So your spirit, which is the lamp of Jehovah, it's searching all of your, all of his inner parts, God's most inner parts. Your spirit is. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge and love and grace are hidden treasure tra- chambers of Christ. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge and love and grace are hidden treasure chambers of Christ. Highlight that. Wisdom, knowledge, love, grace. Are hidden treasures. These are the hidden treasures of the chambers of Christ. He lights up our spirit as a lamp. And we, and we are to search the word for the hidden treasure chambers of Christ. And find the riches of his grace for, for his light, Holy Spirit. Teacher and revealer likes the way into his riches. Mm-hmm. We are the lamp of Christ. Mm-hmm. And he's given us his spirit, Holy Spirit, that lights the way for you mm-hmm. to search his most hidden chambers of his treasures. Mm-hmm. Your spirit is that lamp. That is to search for that love, that grace, that wisdom, that knowledge of God, his treasures. Holy Spirit's going to lead you. He's going he's to guide you. He's going to reveal to you. And this is as you're reading the word of God. While you're reading the word of God or praying or worshiping, Your spirit, which is the lamp of God, is going to be the way 
for you to receive his hidden treasures, his exact knowledge, his understanding, the ancient secrets that John Paul Jackson was talking about. Mm -hmm. Your spirit is that initial lamp that's lit when you read the word of God. But then Holy Spirit comes and he guides you through the chambers of God. His hidden and most, his most hidden parts of his knowledge and his wisdom and his love and his mercy and his grace, which is the ability and the power of God. You get to experience. It's like, and what I see is like when someone have um, surgery and what's it with the scope fee, the the laparoscopic scope that goes through the body. And you see all the different parts of the body. See, that's how I, I see that scope. That's, we are the actual scope. But then the light from that is Holy Spirit that's guiding you through the chambers of the most hidden parts of our Father. And you get to, you actually get to engage with and have an intimate, intimate relationship with exact knowledge and wisdom, ancient secrets that this world don't know. That you could actually prophesy as John Paul did mm -hmm. at least how many years before it happened? Well, actually, it was in 2008 that he made the video, but he got he had it way before this. So years, anywhere 15, 15 20 years, prior years to that, yeah. that he received that. But the, I mean, this is these were ancient secrets. Mm -hmm. This is a true, genuine relationship, exactly not something that's talked up and make you feel good, and you can't live it out. It's written about judgment. But this is that kind of rest. Redemption's rest, that you rest from your own self-efforts because God has done it all for you already. The fight is already won. This is why you're more than a conqueror. Amen. fight is already won. You just have to believe. Believe fight. the fight is already won. And you do that by... Thanking him was already done. So I pray that the day that you, you all definitely have re received the word of God from being or entering to his redemptive rest and then your rest, which is here now, and the rest to come, which is the eternity, the ultimate rest, which is in his glory. I really pray that that latter part because this is how he works. He works with his spirit and your spirit. You, you won't be able to gain any knowledge that's worth anything except it is exact knowledge, and that's God's knowledge. You won't be able to understand his word except you have the peace of God. Amen. Because the peace of God surpasses your understanding. The peace of God goes past ahead of your understanding. 
And see, it leaves your understanding behind. And this becomes your understanding that's ahead. It surpasses, it's ahead of, it goes beyond your way of thinking. So when you, when you leave someone in, when you're in a race and you leave someone behind, what's to be focused on is not the person that's behind, it's who ahead. And this is what his peace does. And so his peace brings you his understanding. And your understanding now have to submit to his understanding because it's left behind. It surpasses. You can't comprehend. Don't try to figure God out. I'm not even trying to figure out all what's going on with my sister. I'm not even trying to figure out. I've learned this when you come to people. And I think I said this is that there's going to be a separation. And it, it, this happened in, in ministry is that people feel good for a while with what they're hearing. But then when they have to, when they're, when they're confronted with change, that's the big blow up. And you tell me I have to change? I have to actually live right? Then you're going to see, that's why I'm just praying. I said, Lord God, sending people who are students of the Word of God, sending people who really desire to, to want to know the truth, and, and then there's no fight and a throwdown for trying to give them the truth. I'm praying that you will have people who really want to advance the kingdom of God. People want to freely give of themselves, of their time, and everything that's attached to them. People who are not overcome or succumbed by their situation, their circumstances, what's going on at home, and what's going on with the children, what's going on. And, and everyone, everyone have family. You, you have Everybody. issues. Who, who, who doesn't? Everybody we does. do. We do. But it's not what's primary and, and what's on our focus. What's our focus is God Amen. and his kingdom. Amen. The time that you start to take your mind off of God and put it back on your situation, you're going to lose focus. You're going to fall off. You'll fall into sin. And I keep saying, when we as people, God, when we sin, it's different from a sinner because that's what they do. Sometimes it's almost impossible for us some to come back yeah. to repentance. Be like Judas. Because the enemy, he's coming to see if there's anything in you. And Jackie, you don't want to ever go back because he's saying that, and I love what that song was telling you that, he said, mm -hmm. God is forever pursuing me, but Satan is always waiting on me. Hiding, mm -hmm. waiting for ambush. He's waiting for you to stop believing. He's waiting for you to give up and say, God is not what's working. He's waiting for you to turn your back on. He will, he, he will wait. That's what he happened. will wait as long as it takes. That's what happened to your nephew, BK, when he started sowing all, everything, his relationship, where he was living, his car, everything started happening. Because God went now. I told him, I said, that's not God. It's the enemy trying to get you to be having art with God because you sold because that's what is attached to your heart. Mm -hmm. And God wants to be attached to your heart. Be upset that you can. Be upset. I'm upset. I don't, I don't pray for this person. Healing ain't come. Wait a minute. What's going on? Even though I know I'm not the healer, let's pray again. Jesus prayed again. Let's pray again. Let's, let's give.
Thanksgiving again. Mm. Let's send up the petition to him again. Amen. Maybe it was something in me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now we have a lot of um, of the church cards. Utilize them. Don't freely give them out. Yep. But utilize them to be led, to be real prayerful. Because I know Pastor's going to probably put us on a fast because we deeply, we deeply need it. We deeply, deeply need it. It's and coming. and um, I'm just praying. Uh, the first thing that we do is that when whoever comes back, when we get everyone back here, there's going to be a talk really about who really wants to be here. When I say be here and where God has placed you, because we have somewhere we, we need to go. And we don't want people here that don't want to be here. We need to go forward and then we need to open up the door for people, other people who really want to be and need to be here yeah. and need to hear what we're hearing. Amen. Amen. And so I, I, I believe there has to be really a call for repentance that comes first before you go on the fast. Please don't think of going to fast because that, that, that really needs to be, I, I think, um, a time of not just one time but coming together with um, just repentance, but there has, there's there some has stuff going on in the body of Christ that's causing us not to want to really fully serve him because we're so overcome by our situation and people and kids and, and, and our surroundings and we have to rid them because they're our gods. You can make your situation to be your God. And God is a jealous God. He, he's asking for our whole heart. He's asking like the, the psalmist was saying, um, you know, he would, the Holy Spirit's going to be the fire. We just need to be a sacrifice. We really okay. need to come and be that ultimate sacrifice. And we need to be that sacrifice every day, every single day. Because if not, this is why it's so hard to live. When you come back here, it's, you, you, you look funny. You, when, I'm telling you, when you're sinning, it's just an unbelief. You, you look like you got sin on your forehead. I'm sinning. The enemy make you look stupid. I'm telling you, when you go back and play with the enemy, the enemy puts this sign on you. And then, then you start to have these talks with yourself about why you should start doing something else because you know why? Because you know how you're really living. It's not pleasing to God. We don't want to, to um, cause anyone to fall from Christ. We really want to advance the kingdom of God. So, see, I, when we, we pray, I really want... Um, Certain time to come together with certain prayer for Darius. His heart is burning for evangelism. There's some things, and then he needs someone to. I, I need another burning person uh, alongside of you because um, that that would be my prayer too as, 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 as well. Yeah, as well, it's just some certain things that have to happen strategically for us to go to the next place where God will have us to be. Amen. Amen.